everybody! Welcome to another episode of our podcast where we ask the question, Hey! Remember the yachts? Yes. I'm Courtney. And I'm Thomas. And we talk about everything from the 2000s, from... Oh my god, do you remember when they made the weird colored ketchup? For the Scooby-Doo live-action movies. Oh God, I remember. Um, I remember colored ketchup was like a thing that like kids cared about, and be like, Ugh. "Oh my God, there's gonna be green ketchup and then purple ketchup." And I thought, I thought it was the coolest thing until I got strep throat and tried to yeah. eat French fries with the colored ketchup, and I threw up, and I never wanted colored ketchup oh, again. Oh no, that's fair. Yeah, at the time it was like, ooh, teal ketchup. And then I think about it now and I'm like, oh, that sounds so gross. It is gross. But I also, I'm not going to lie, I don't like ketchup. Me neither. It was a thing I think every kid liked because it was sweet. And it was like, here you go, here's the thing. But I bet if I, I'm going to experiment when I have a child one day, this will be my, my experiment in my testament to science, is, like, if I just start out my child liking honey mustard sauce, will they just not care about ketchup? I don't know, because I think ketchup is... The the only time ketchup I find acceptable is with french fries. And even then... Even I'd, then? Even then, it's like hot sauce is equally as good, or sometimes right. you want the hot sauce in the ketchup. But, like, even I think it's burger, hard to get children... To eat hot sauce though yeah that's fair but like <laughs> it, but like even burgers i don't want ketchup on it it really upsets me yeah. ketchup and the most the most egregious act of ketchup usage is ketchup on eggs okay okay that's actually the one time i'll allow it i know that and i know because that's actually only for a, only for a cuck sandwich people have this I know it's a big debate because I know a lot of people who have ketchup on their eggs. And Only I, for cucks. And I understand it. But for me personally, it's too much. It's too much, Fair. man. Fair. I will only get it on a sandwich from Cucks, which for people who don't know is a local deli in Mineola. They have the best iced teas and you should order from there. Support local businesses. Go to Cucks. But I, I like the ketchup on the egg sandwiches. But that's they about it. They make a good sandwich there. I may have I have a weird taste in egg sandwiches, though. And I got it from a deli one time. Normally, back in Mineola, people would not like the egg sandwich I'd get. And it would be annoying. But then I went to the deli here. And I ordered it. And the guy said, that sounds pretty dope. I'm going to make one for myself. And I said, I'm glad I could provide. And it is... What do you get on your egg sandwich? Two eggs scrambled... Mm-hmm. With roasted red pepper and fresh mozzarella. Oh, see, I like, I like roasted red pepper and fresh mozzarella, um, with like grilled chicken or like fried chicken from a deli. I don't think I'd want that in my egg sandwich, though. I I get that, but like I think because like, the thing is, if you're accustomed to having eggs with ketchup, it's a very particular combination and a very particular taste. I yeah. never liked ketchup and eggs, so for me, eggs Fair. are just, they're just the protein that serves to the sandwich, so eggs with mm. roast red pepper and mozzarella is like a cheaper version of getting it with a chicken cutlet. It's also kind of like 
the red pepper does sort of like replace the bright red citrusy acidic element of that like would come from a tomato exactly yeah you know we're from new york when we have long discussions about egg sandwiches i didn't realize how much of a new york thing the egg sandwich was until like like you can get egg sandwiches elsewhere but just how much like to get it the as available as we get it here yeah like, it's such a common thing in a deli or a street vendor or anywhere. Like, just mm-hmm. bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, there's one guy who stays parked outside of Columbia. And I don't go there all the time, but it just soothes my soul to know that he's there in case I need him. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it either until I went to Chicago. And then I was just like, where's all the bacon, egg, and cheese? Where did it oh, go? Oh, yeah. Well, even in yeah. Albany, like delis were not nearly as much of a thing in Albany as they were downstate. So we have been carrying on this idea of just like personal experiences during the 2000s, things that were more nostalgic based than historical or pop cultural based. And Mm -hmm. this one is a little bit more historical and pop cultural, but we're looking at it from a personal lens. And honestly, it's something that we've, touched up we've touched this topic so many times especially in the last two episodes like specifically when we talk about music and music culture of the aughts we've like touched on it we talked about it but now we're doing an episode on it ladies and gentlemen and non-gender specific identifying people i think that was fair was that fair yes i'm leaving it all in we are now in the myspace episode Uh, When you think about social networking, you probably think of Facebook or Twitter, but remember when MySpace was really all that was out there? (laughs) It really was. It's called MySpace.com. It's a place on the internet where teens can socialize with other teens and meet new people. MySpace. When MySpace is the only thing that you ever showed. They fell in love on MySpace. MySpace back. My space bet. New comments, a new picture comments. Ever since I got on MySpace, I have no time for sleep and no time for homework. But I feel cooler now. MySpace is back, baby. Should bring it back. We've. We, you know what's funny is that, and we're gonna post about it and talk about it here. There's a fan website called Space Space Hey. Which, space recre- which recreates old MySpace, and we both, Courtney and I, made a profile, and I have already so many friends. Really? Yes. And I am putting my page out there for everyone to add me. It's Tommy MySpace with a picture of oh me God. in high school. What makes me so happy is the first thing that comes up for Space Hey is Space Hey Layouts, which yeah. just immediately hit me in the nostalgia feels. Oh my god, you're going to love my page when you see it. It's very okay. MySpace. But the irony is, the funniest fucking thing is, this is taking off. And I oh my already... god, whoa, this whole user page, <laughs> sorry. It's all good. It's, and like the home page, it's so, it looks like MySpace in 2003. But yes. you know what the fucking irony is? What? MySpace is still up. <laughs> like, we could literally just go back to MySpace. 
No, now we got space hay. Yeah, because if you actually log on to MySpace, like I'm pretty sure my login is still there, which fun fact, you can't just log back onto your MySpace. You have to reach out to MySpace and give them your email and they have to dig through their archives and be like, oh, you can log in now. But uh, if you go to MySpace now, mm -hmm. like I'm logging into MySpace right now, it's not at all what it used to be. It's literally like a news aggregator and music website, which is cool. But mm -hmm. like, you, I think like, it's you a little too, it's too little too late. They should have done that ahead of time. Oh, trust me. I have a whole story about MySpace and kind of the downfall of MySpace and what happened there. Okay. Oh my God. But like, yeah, like the, the beautiful archetypes of MySpace no longer exist. And I tried to find old photos from my MySpace mm -hmm. and only about half of them exist. Although my top eight still exists. Let's see who's on my top I, eight. I think that I did go back and, t and get the photos once, but now I have no idea where they are. And there are some um, pictures. Did I say episodes? I don't know. It's It's been a weird week for us. Um, it's been a week. It's been a week, which blows my mind. Um, I went back and tried to get some pictures from when I was a younger and I remember grabbing them but now that I think of it I don't know where they are and I don't have them so I'd like to get them again yeah it's mm -hmm. I was able to grab some photos but like a lot of them no longer I guess the whatever for whatever reason a lot of them are either corrupt or just don't exist anymore but I, I still have my top eight do you want it you're gonna laugh at this do you want to know who's on my top eight who's on your top eight Oh, this really goes to show you the last time we were actually using MySpace. My top eight is my first girlfriend. Oh, boy. Our buddy, Nick. <laughs> not Nick. not Galena, the other one. The better one, I'll say. <laughs> Our buddy, Eric, Matt, uh, you. Me. Here. You, uh, my cousin. Christine <laughs> and Santiago Santiago oh boy Santiago okay that's a choice yeah it was uh it's very it's very much a testament to what things were like back then mm -hmm. the the placement the, that's a whole thing in itself the top eight Yes, I mean, that's the thing that people will not understand. Like, high school days were ruined based on if you broke up with your high school person and how quickly they took you off their top eight and then where they put you if they put you there at all. If they put you number two, it's like, okay, this is not actually over. Four, that's kind of a fuck you. Like, that's kind of worse than just taking you off entirely and then if they took you off entirely it was like you're dead to me oh yeah it was a whole thing oh fucking myspace who the <laughs> hell is this like i'm looking through all my friends i'm like there was a whole different type of culture back then like this is not <laughs> so different so while uh, you're doing that i'm trying to set up my space hey account <laughs> I love my new, like that MySpace, the allure of what MySpace was is gone. So I do recommend everybody get a Space Hay 
embrace your old dorky self and just make a space hay. It even I'm gives you a link hay. to it gives you a place oh to put your links to current profiles. Like my my Instagram is linked to my space hay now. Okay, cool. And I then, just thought of something. I just came up with the best idea. My my original name was Nene, but I'm gonna make it Space Nay. Space Nay. Space Nay. Oh boy. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not working. It's going it's incredibly slow. That's okay. So, Tom, would yes. you like to talk about the first time that you were on MySpace, or would you like to talk about the history of MySpace first? Oh, yeah, I can How definitely talk about... I first discovered MySpace. I It was the summer... I think it was the summer... I, I don't think I had one... I think right going into high school, yes. Going into high school, I was hanging out with a friend... And he just kept talking about this website called MySpace. And I was like, what is this thing? And he goes, you got... Because there was no word for social media. No, that like, wasn't a thing. No. And I we think had, we actually kind of were against it for a while because it sounded ridiculous. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. he kept talking about this thing called MySpace. And I was like, what is this thing? And I remember that this time there were, like, websites for with forums and you can join... And, like, there was a little bit of it, but nowhere near to the extent of just, like, this worldwide phenomenon of being able to join a website. And I know technically Friendster predates MySpace, and Friendster, if you look at it, looks like bare-bones MySpace. But mm -hmm. MySpace took off, and I think, if I'm correct, because Friendster didn't have the bandwidth or the processing power to handle too many users, and I think that's where MySpace sort of excelled. They saw what Friendster was doing and did, you know, corrected all the problems. But I remember sitting down on my computer and Danny, he brings me to his MySpace and, and it's just like, you got to make one. So I sit there, make mm -hmm. a MySpace and he shows me about how to put the code in to change your background. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then at the time I was, you know, big fan of the Viva La Bam and I mm -hmm. loved this hymn and I was like, I want to make my MySpace song, Wings of a Butterfly. Because MySpace. <laughs> and that's where it started. How did you discover MySpace? So for me, like a lot of other things, um, I've mentioned, we mentioned this in the previous episode was like my first, first relationship. Um, was actually what started introducing me to back then, like what would have been social media, because before then I was very anti-internet. I was very much about just using a computer to like write my unfinished stories or play Windows 95 games and that's it. Mm -hmm. So suddenly there was this person who was like, I want to get in touch with you more often than just calling your house phone. And then suddenly it became the social issue of like, you don't have a cell phone. And I never even really thought of it until that point. And they were like, okay, well, how are we going to talk to each other when like you're at home, make an AIM username. And I said, no. <laughs> so in the eighth grade, I made an email and I would just message people through email, which is actually more obnoxious than just making an AIM. And then 
ninth grade, I think I finally made an AIM account, but that was also just my name. Yeah. I was ahead of the curve. I was just like, I'll just use my name. It's like a Gmail account. Yeah. And everyone else was like coming up with like insane names. And then I think in the ninth grade, um, me and this like first boyfriend were at the library and we decided to make my MySpace together. Like, ooh, such a fun thing that we're doing. And we're like, you know, hanging out at the library, which was a thing that you did back then. Uh, yeah. That was my introduction to MySpace. Um, but it, it's funny, too, because sometimes when I think of MySpace, my first thought is actually when, um, you know, a few years later, my dad was working as the assistant DA for the county, and he worked in the cybercrime unit that he basically started up, and he would ask me to make fake profiles for undercover cops. Really? Yeah, it was so much fun. And he'd be like, okay, so this one, we kind of set her up to be like the grungy one. Like, what kind of music would she listen to? And then I'd be like, oh, okay, so she's like a three days grace kind of girl who says like she's brokenhearted, but is looking for like the right person to mend her broken heart. And then he's like, okay, now this one, she's kind of like popular. And I'm like, okay, gym class heroes, anything from the Fueled by Ramen uh, label. Amber Crombie, Hollister, like I set up all these things for these two accounts, and they ended up actually being very helpful for catching people. That's awesome. So they were very convincing. I'm glad. Now, I have, if you will, a brief Mm -hmm. history of MySpace, because it's an interesting story. Let's do it. So I mentioned previously that the first, technically, Friendster came first. Mm Mm-hmm. But the birth of MySpace was really that a few people who were on Friendster worked for a company called eUniverse who saw the potential in Friendster. But the biggest problem with Friendster is that it was developed in JavaScript and could not handle like the bandwidth of use, like the amount of users or customizing pages or anything like that. So these three guys, let me see, it was Brad Greenspan, Chris DeWolf and Tom Anderson, the Tom, MySpace Tom. The Tom. Decided to take this concept and develop a website that would be able to handle large amounts of traffic and be a place like pretty much like what MySpace would become, like a social platform for people. And I think specifically, like we don't really realize we, we talk about it now. But at the time when we all used MySpace, we were not aware of just how much music was ingrained in the DNA of MySpace. Like the ability to have this peer-on-peer music sharing. And also, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't realize how many bands that are, like, mainstream, like, successes now came from MySpace. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were so many who actually, like, relied heavily on... MySpace and you know we touched on the intimacy of just having access to the music and having something visual for us to go to yeah it was insane and that's kind of its beginning and one of the key features of MySpace that we talk about is changing your background and using code to edit your website and your page that was only meant as a placeholder like they were going to actually build like an infrastructure 
kind of like how Facebook is, where it's all like one similar look. Mm-hmm. But the the ability of people to customize their own backgrounds became so popular. They left it in the they left that as a feature. Yeah, suddenly it became a like a puzzle for me. If I was like, okay, I really want to do this. How do I make that happen? And then you would look it up and. If it didn't work, you'd be like, okay, well, then what do I do next? What if I want to do that? And then it becomes this, like, interesting way to develop code. And now they love for kids to learn how to code. And this was just sort of, like, an authentic way that people just suddenly got into it. Yeah, this was... And it came with results. Yeah. I would say this was like the genuine birth, at least for our generation of like social media. And can you remember a time like it was so it's so funny because I do remember like on the deathbed of MySpace as we, you know, you and I, we and our friends, we went to college and MySpace became this cringy thing of the past. So we all left behind it. It was ew, it was gross. And I'm on Facebook now and Facebook was for college right. students isn't it ironic that looking back, it's like, you know, I really like MySpace. MySpace didn't try to overthrow the government. <laughs> right? It's not run by a lizard person. No, MySpace did not try to did not try to commit insurrection. Tom MySpace, was your first friend. Uh, MySpace didn't share around leaks of celebrities. Yeah. Like, it's funny that, like, MySpace did have its controversies, but in the grand scheme of where social media has gotten, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, wow, MySpace really wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah, it was so simple. And I, I really miss that because when Facebook started, it was simpler. And then they tried to drag you in with a lot of apps that don't actually exist anymore. They're not options on Facebook, but you would try to like customize your page. A status was very different back then. It was like, you couldn't even say that much. And it would start off with your name. So you'd have to be like, Courtney is like, you'd have to start off like that. You didn't have an option. Now people have these like bulletin essays of statuses. And um, it's just it's mutated into this insane thing. And now I'm just surprised when anybody still uses Facebook. Yeah, especially people around our age bracket. Yeah, I think it's time for us to move on. And I, I feel like now at this point, when we were younger, and we were like, okay, Facebook is like the dominant app for the generation above us, but, you know, we are going to move on to something else. I think that's how Gen Z kids feel about us on Instagram now. Instagram is the older app, and now they're on TikTok. Yeah. I want to share some bands that really took off specifically from MySpace. Let's do it. Do you know, I mean, these some of these are obvious, but other ones I had no idea, like the Arctic Monkeys. I love Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, they got their start on MySpace. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Do I Wanna Know is one of my favorite songs. Uh, Lily Allen. Love Lily Allen. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, really? Yeah, Calvin Harris, according to this article. 
Uh, he might as well be one of the biggest MySpace successes the UK has ever seen. Okay, uh, I after- X'd out of my Space Hay account, and then I immediately went back because it felt cathartic to look at this page layout. Yeah, it feels really nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Owl City. Oh, well, they've only <laughs> really had like two songs anyways. The butterfly one, right? Fireflies? Fire- Just some sort of flies. Yeah, something. Uh, Kate Nash. I love Kate Nash. That's we right. gotta do an episode uh, on Kate Nash one of these days. I'm down for that. And then Sandy, Sandy Thom, Sandy Tom. I don't know who that is. Sean Kingston. What's he up to? I have no idea. We but like, find out. I didn't even, this one really took me by surprise, but Adele. Yes. No, there's a whole thing because a lot of people only know about Adele. Now I'm now it's led me down the Adele road. A lot of people know about Adele from her second album, which was produced by Ryan Tedder, where it's rolling in the deep. That was the big hit, right? That was very yeah. like stand aside music. Adele's gonna pop a new one on you. But she actually was in the same wave after like, British retro pop after Amy Winehouse and Duffy, she was in, like, the same wave as Kate Nash. She was kind of in that third wave of the British retro pop and Chasing Pavements. It was beautiful, and obviously she could sing more maturely than any 19-year-old could, but it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's my Adele rant. (laughs) That's fair. And then these, these, I have a list, like, those are the bigger acts, but these are, like, more appropriate to what we would think of as MySpace scene, like, the alternative. Right. Like, MySpace really was a place to develop this, like, alternative scene, emo, metal culture. Mm-hmm. Um, some bands would include Attack Attack, if you're a fan of the Crab Core. <laughs> Uh, Black Dahlia Murder. I remember them. Black Veil Brides. Mm-hmm. This one I didn't know about, uh, but one of my favorite bands, and I guess this started, I know they started around this time, but I didn't realize they got their start from MySpace was Ghost. Oh, okay, okay. Apparently, they did, like, um, according to this article I'm reading from Loudwire, uh, if your band happened to feature any sort of, like, a cult or, like, a cult imagery that? or bands like Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Ghost okay, kind okay. of, you know, did that. Because I think all our bands did this. They would message people, be like, I'll check out our band. And Ghost uploaded their whole first album on MySpace, and that's really where they got their start. I had no idea. Well, like, what I remember, too, and this kind of links to our festival episode, is that, you know, there were these merch brands, these, like, concert merch brands, and it's not necessarily that they sold merch for the bands that you liked. They were just brands started by regular people who would show up at the festivals, and a lot of the bands that you would like and look forward to seeing at the festivals, maybe in their top eight, they have that brand. And then you go to the festival, you go see that band, and then you go pick up some, like, cool concert merch from that brand that you saw. Wow. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of the big one. I think All Time Low really stuck with one of the brands. Um, another big thing that you started selling or seeing around the concerts was um, Save the Save the Titties. Or like Save the Boobies. Yeah, that was it. It was Save the Boobies. And um, those started in concerts and those started as just like a brand on MySpace, and so did Hannah Kills, and things like that. Oh, you know, it's crazy. Speaking of that, I was, the shirt I'm wearing in my current Discord, Instagram, and sp- Space Hey profile picture is of the skull, like, you know, a very classic horror movie looking t-shirt with the words beware underneath the skull. I was like, I remember that shirt. Where did I get that shirt? And I remember mm-hmm. it was a it was a clothing line started by Rob Zombie's wife called Total Skull. And where yeah, did I find yeah. this brand but MySpace? Exactly. There were a lot of these brands and I loved that. I loved that aspect of Ott's festival MySpace culture was that and that was kind of like the undeniable factor that you went to go do something cool. Yeah, I wonder if Total Skull's still around. I'm very interested in this. I know, I'm looking for the names of some of the brands, but I just can't seem to find any. But it's okay. I remember that for a while they were pretty cool. They had some cool shit. It was like, because Rob Zombie is like, you know, pretty much in the metal scene, but like some of the, some cross, some cross fans, you know, different genres. But I don't know if this, is it or is it? I don't know. Whatever. I'll research it later. This is not the yeah, Total we'll have Skull to, episode. We can do another episode at some point where we just like cover like merch and stuff like that. We need to do a little more digging because that's what was so small about um, these vendors. But they were so interconnected to the concert festival MySpace scene. Um, yeah. And then that's kind of how certain myspace celebrities start becoming a thing is. oh yeah the myspace yeah. celebrity yeah yep yeah. yeah. tom i am on space hey right now how can yeah. i add you as a friend oh uh let me you can look me up at tommy myspace <laughs> and you'll see the picture you know the picture how do i do that do i search okay and oh search, search users, users. okay <laughs> Is it just Tommy MySpace one word? Yep, one word. Oh my god, that's perfect. Okay. There we go. Yes. My profile picture as Space Nay is um it is a picture of Sailor Moon using her disguise pen as a kindergarten teacher. I love that. So see. it is perfect. Oh, yours is very moody. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> add you as a friend. I need I, to. I need to catch up with you. There's no other way. You have to be moody. It's it's space hey. Space hey. Okay, I clicked on it. I don't know if it worked, but I Let have added you as a friend. Okay. I'm refreshing my page, seeing cool. if you popped up. This is so much fun. Oh, okay, send request. That's the only thing. I think the site takes a little bit too long. I think. I think it was a lot faster the other day. I think what it is is that... Is that everyone's joining Spacehead? Everyone's joining, so they're like, they probably... I hope it works. Like, I hope this sticks. Like, I Me love too. this. I want this to stick. 
I hope, like, I, I will put money towards this. Like, the tricky thing is, be, like I said, because it's literally, like, a dedicated service to look like old MySpace, I'm wondering if they accept money, that would be illegal. Like, technically, I think you could have it up mm-hmm. if you're not, like... But I don't know. I would put money towards this to help fund servers. Like, I want them... I want this to stick. I want... I don't want Facebook anymore. Fuck Facebook. I know. When Social Network... or. When, yeah, when Social Network came out, and everyone was like, oh, Jesse Eisenberg plays such a mean Mark Zuckerberg. No, he was playing the real Mark Zuckerberg. He was yeah, just wearing just it Mark more Zuckerberg. externally than Mark Zuckerberg actually does. Yeah, he's just Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, to the core. He was actually, like, letting us know, hey, you guys, be ready for 2016. Yeah. So, did you also okay. know, this one we both know, Hollywood Undead is very much a MySpace band. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hollywood Undead. Um, I do well, that's where I songs. think the scene, and you mentioned this, um, I think that's where like the scene movement is really taking off. It's more about these pictures and having an identity online then the emo scene, the emo scene is more about, like, listening to music and sharing music, whereas, like, scene was sort of creating this world for yourself and creating this image for yourself. Yeah. And something interesting, like, I was browsing through the history of MySpace, and, like, we were taught, like, you can't talk about MySpace without talking about music, and it's fascinating that now, in, like, in the day and age of where we are now with digital streaming music, mm-hmm. like, s- several points I want to hit on. One, like, Spotify, YouTube, um, Pandora, iTunes, they all have algorithms. Very complicated, sophisticated algorithms that try very hard to get you to keep listening to their service as much as possible by anal- like breaking down the music you like, the mm-hmm. types of music you like, and trying to say, this is your new daily playlist, check this band out. And it doesn't come nearly as close to the accessibility of just simple peer-to-peer music sharing that MySpace had. Like, it was, like it's insane to me just how much more effective that peer-to-peer MySpace approach was than anything we're doing now. Right, because you know what it was, too? Sure, like, you would look, find a song on MySpace and you could technically stream it you could sit there on your computer and listen to it over and over again but that at the end of the day you get off that computer you walk away from it you don't have that song anymore that's That's right so in a way the myspace track was bait to get you to buy the cd Mm -hmm. buy the album buy the digital album like whatever and then you still get the you know, physical numbers on how successful this person is doing. Exactly. Um, just recently, I, I don't know if you've heard of this song. I love it. Hot take. Um, Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License. Huh, I have not heard of it. Okay, it's really good. It's about a girl who just gets her driver's license, and she's driving around, and she's upset that she can't be the girl that her boyfriend dumped her for. Oh. And there's, like, some, like, Disney love triangle drama that's happening around it, which is also great for her numbers, but 
the thing is, is that this song is exploding in a way that nobody has prepared for anybody to do in this streaming venue. So here's this very extraordinary case where, like, somebody's finally succeeding in a streaming world when it comes to music, and that should tell you that something's wrong for, for the listener and for the musician, because how does this case that is so exponentially huge, like, seem as such a shock to everybody? Yeah. And, and what you know what? Yeah, and, like, what numbers background. would she actually be making back then? Sorry, that's that's it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, it's interesting today that we're having this debate about music accessibility and the rights for the artists. Because I know, like, I've, I've made fun of them in the past before, but you have big names like Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift arguing and fighting about the rights of the musician, but trying to, in a way to kind of limit and restrict their music accessibility on streaming platforms, mm-hmm. which I get the argument about, you know, the concern for the musician, but then smaller musicians are trying so hard to get their stuff out there. I think like MySpace, perf- like I think you put it best, MySpace fit, did this, I, maybe it's just the unfort- like the inherent nature of the time, mm-hmm. but MySpace seemed to have figured out the best combination of like easy music accessibility but like encouragement of buying and promoting the artist. Cause it does seem like that was like, cause we know for a fact that if you, you know, making your music accessible is proven to work, like mm-hmm. keeping it behind, like restrictive paywalls or, you know, refusing, like doing the tool thing for a while, like refusing to put it on streaming platforms doesn't work. <laughs> but at the same right. time, the industry itself gives the artist so little money that the only person really winning at the end of the day is either the streaming service or the music industry. The artist isn't really making anything from it. It's like, Mm -mm. where is this happy medium that MySpace blossomed? Because a lot of these bands weren't part of labels. They were just bands that put their music online. And I, I know that we do that today. Technically we have SoundCloud and you 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 put yourself on Spotify people come back to SoundCloud because SoundCloud has been around for at least 10 years. It's been here. And I think that with what's happening now, with what you're saying, you know, with musicians only getting very little and mostly the record labels are making the money, the only way that the musicians truly make income now is through touring or deals. And they can't really do much of that anymore. Yeah. So... I think that's why just as much as like as things progress, we like to go backwards and go back to the things that were useful. And I think that's why SoundCloud has come back. And I actually hope that Space Hey will bring a little bit of that, too. That would be great, because I think that's also the thing. Like nowadays we have Bandcamp, we have SoundCloud, you have YouTube, all these different places to put your music. Mm-hmm. But it's missing that social interaction that MySpace also provided. Like it was this perfect combination of socializing, music culture. Like it's just so hard. And I think people crave that. Like people mm-hmm. want that. I remember talking to a friend. I was like, you know, it'd be cool. A dating website that was music influenced. Like you could really get into like your scene, your style, your your preferred like, you know, musicians and And make it more social where it's not strictly a dating app, but, like, you could do things where it's, like, 
you have like you bought a VIP package and you have some tickets available. You can link up with friends who like the same band, you know, because I thought that'd be pretty cool. And it's like, oh, okay. oh yeah, I, MySpace sort of did that. Like a social media through music, because I think if it's more dating focused, then you're going to run into the issue of like Tom Hansen's of the world. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, right, right. MySpace did that. Like, every idea right. I had was like, oh, yeah, MySpace did that. And also, it was just an easy way for people to find out. Like you said, with the Rob Zombie concert, it was just an easy way for people to find out when bands were touring. Yeah. Even um, Shiny Toy Guns, they took a long break. They had, like, a different lead singer for a while. It wasn't working out. And then they just make an announcement on their page, quoting Inception, and a time clock that's going down. So you're like, what the hell does this mean? Something new's going to happen. And then you're invested, and you keep going back to the thing. Oh, yeah. Also, I didn't realize this band, Panic at the Disco, was a MySpace Yeah, baby! The shame the poor groom's bride is a whore. I'm in with the haven't you people ever heard of Closing the damn door, no uh, Panic at the I... Disco is a true arts band And it's just sort of, like, people don't know People who listen to Panic at the Disco now don't know The whole first album is just based off of Chuck Palahniuk books Okay I mean, I remember when Panic at the Disco started and like seeing them at Bamboozle and back then like they weren't the big headliner yet and they were an actual band there was a full group of people it wasn't just Brendan Urie yeah that's true yeah but I think that they were better days I think that bands had a better chance back then and you know with the case with Olivia Olivia Rodrigo it's like why should this be such an extraordinary case? And also, like, I'm sure that she would be getting many more singles or, like, many more hits and making much more money off of her success if this was 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have another fun MySpace story. Yes. So, I remember, like I I said, I followed Rob Zombie, and he was very active on social media with MySpace, and it was like, Mm -hmm. that's when I learned about him being vegan and seeing his campaign ads, and just like his, like, following up on his movie projects, like, he would post behind-the-scenes art, he would post, like, sketches that he drew, it was very interactive, and it was very cool, Mm -hmm. um... And I remember when he got picked to do the Halloween remake in 2007. I followed that, like, to a T. I was on that page every fucking day. And I remember um, there was this actress, young actress of my... Like, she she wasn't, like, an actress before this, I don't think. I think maybe she did some work in, like, her teen years. But, like, Mm -hmm. she had built, you know, really pushed herself on MySpace... And there was, like, this online campaign to, like, have her be the new Laurie Strode. And mm-hmm. I remember a friend requesting her. She accepted my friend request, thanked us for, you know, giving her support, and just following this her career on MySpace. Like, I guess you could technically do that on Twitter, but it's still, like, it's the, the amount of saturation of news being thrown at your face. It's like you don't have nearly as much of this kind of intimate experience as you would, like, I did on MySpace. Her name was right. Scott Taylor Compton, and I'm looking now, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm she's still my friend on MySpace, even That's though her amazing. account, 
even though her account has nothing on it. Well, that's another thing, too. You could add bands as, quote-unquote, friends on MySpace. And even that act alone does develop a relationship. I mean, I had mentioned before that I had spoken to, like, the drummer of Straylight Run, but, you know, we talked about this moment before um, when MySpace was kind of ending and Facebook was starting, Straylight Run posted a bulletin uh, post that said, is Facebook the new MySpace? And at the time, I was like, LOL, LOL, no. But it's one of those ominous things that are very telling of what's to come in the future and you just don't take it seriously. And yet somehow I remember that pivotal moment for a reason. Yes, and if you want, we can, I have the story of the potential fall of MySpace. Let's get into it. All right. MySpace, like, blew up when it came out in, what was it, 2003? Yeah. It blew Mm -hmm. up. It really kind of took over. It became, like, the most popular thing. I'll even insert, like, news articles or news segments like, check out your MySpace, you know, like, and it was seen as, like, as awesome as it was, as much as we loved it. it. There was still this, like, looking down on it because it was accessible to anyone anyone could have a myspace and it like we said if you were in the music scene it was very good for that but if you were like a college student who didn't care about music who was you know you were you know you kind of turned your nose to it Mm -hmm. and that's where something like facebook took off because facebook as we know developed by mark zuckerberg really took this approach of being like college student only ivy league school at one point right like it was i was exclusively... going to say we should have just dropped it as soon as we heard that some like white heartbroken harvard kid came up with it we should have just said no yeah fuck that we didn't but know like, better back then i even remember like talking to my older cousin i was talking about my myspace and she was like myspace is for kids i'm on facebook college right. kids use facebook and i was just like i couldn't give a shit but I remember hating Facebook. And the early Facebook was a mess. Like, it, it really was. A was. Mess. Like, I, like, I remember, like, people talk about, like, oh, it was clean. It was pristine. It was, you know. There... I mean, I think it's a mess now, too. But yeah, because there's too now. much. Yeah. But I remember, like, you mentioned it before. Like, literally, you could you could install apps on your Facebook. But yeah. there was no managing of it. So your Facebook page could just be super long and full of garbage. Right. Exactly. And that's what a few people did. Yeah. There was one where it was, like, superlatives, where you'd vote for people, and I was always upset that I was voted for most smart. You'd be like, most no! Sm- or, uh, or the pokes. Do you remember that? The pokes. I remember the pokes. They were the original you up text. Yeah, like, I don't even think you can text. I don't think that's even a function on Facebook anymore. I remember even just a few years ago, I don't know anymore because I don't have it, but I remember just a few years ago, somebody that I went to Parallax with, which I think we should definitely do a Parallax episode. Yes, please. Okay. Somebody I knew from Parallax, which is this thing that we will talk about in another episode, um, we started the poke war when you know, poking was a thing on Facebook. And at the time, I was a freshman. He was a senior. He was like, I don't do MySpace. I have Facebook. I know. Immediately said, fuck no. And I know, I know. (laughs) I'm so glad that, like, nothing ever happened there. But um, 
so we would just continue to poke each other throughout the years. And we were like, we'll just keep this going for as long as this thing allows us to. And then he deleted me on Facebook. I don't what? remember when, but then he would continue to poke me. And then I was like, no, nah, bitch, no. I'm not doing this anymore. That's insane. Yeah. And then I'm like, what has happened to society? I know. Did you know, fun fact, there was a brief moment, and I'm sure it's covered in the movie. I've actually never seen the Social Network movie. I have so seen the movie. Yeah. Is it in the movie where there was an offer for MySpace to buy Facebook? I don't think they put that in there. I, I'm reading on the Wikipedia. There are there two army hammers, though, which now seems life-threatening. Yeah. Yeah. There was talks to acquire Facebook, but they rejected, uh, what is his name? Krista Wolf of MySpace rejected the offer for $70 million to buy Facebook. You know what? It and, might come up in the movie. I just don't remember it because there's yeah. like a lot of talking but, um, yes. between a bunch of white people. Yeah. But I think one of the big, the big, the start of the fall of MySpace was that Facebook created this elitism. It created this sense of prestige, like, oh, I'm on Facebook because it offered. You had to some be invited. Yeah, you had to be invited. It was a social network. Like it still offered that social dopamine reward that MySpace did, but mm-hmm. it did it in a way that you could feel smart. Like I'm invited to Facebook. Right. Off. It was very exclusive, yeah. and therefore like being like you said like being for college kids anybody who was leaving high school made you feel like you had to dump your myspace page yeah Mm -hmm. now this is where i think really a lot of the downfall begins they are in 2005 myspace is purchased by news corp which you might know news corp owns fox news oh and they beat out Viacom, which that might I I'm not sure, but I feel like of those two companies, Viacom would be more useful in branching a social media platform because you think Viacom they have like MTV, MTV, you know Nickelodeon, they VH1. have like the mark, they have the market for what MySpace was. Like, yeah, yeah. At least MTV could have done something with it. Yeah, but like News Corp buys it. And then the they're Rupert like, what are children? Thing. We were never exactly. them, so. Yeah, they literally they literally did nothing with it. They let yeah. it stagnate. And it made it difficult because, you know, Tom and all these other guys running MySpace wanted to build it up and build more features. Because they knew. They, they saw that times were changing. They needed... MySpace could have survived if they kept up with the times. But I think they would have beaten Facebook if they updated followed the trends and really like kept that music thing. Cause I think especially nowadays, nowadays, like imagine MySpace nowadays, if it like really continued up and like the, it would be amazing. Like imagine watching live concerts from home on MySpace. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. that could have been a thing, but being when they were purchased by News Corp and News Corp literally just didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it's fucking Rupert Murdoch, old man, Rupert Murdoch yelling at clouds. Like, what does he know yeah. about social media? Nothing. So MySpace becomes stagnant. It doesn't improve. It doesn't change. Like there's minor changes, but anytime like it's not the, it's nothing. Yeah, the guys who want anytime they want to do a change or update to MySpace, News Corp's like, no, we don't want to spend money on this. We bought you for like five hundred and eighty million dollars. 
So in that downfall of like stagnant progress, like not like stagnant growth, Facebook just takes over. Right. Facebook, because Facebook has that ability to update itself to It was constantly changing. It was constantly morphing. Whereas it just made it easier to look at MySpace and say that's the unpolished, unrefined friends page. Stop going there. That's really where I think MySpace sort of falls apart. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, and, like, it's just a shame. Because, like, I'm looking at all the things that MySpace was, like, had done. Like, obviously, music was a huge part of it. Like, we even mentioned, bands we didn't even mention, like, Paramore, mm-hmm. Katy Perry, mm-hmm. 303. Like, these are bands that, like, My, whether they were founded on MySpace or MySpace boosted their career... Also, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, I'm in it. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that Soldier Boy? That Superman. Like, there's a whole segment here called MySpace's relationship to Black music, and it talked about how mm-hmm. MySpace, and this is true for all around, but I can imagine, especially for young, you know, young hip hop artists, it was a very inexpensive way to distribute your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I feel like. Yeah. They just didn't do enough. You have to budge, you know? Yeah. And it's too bad because I think what's happened with Facebook is completely gotten out of hand. And MySpace, because there was such little, like, access to posting. I mean, you could post, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Because there was so much room to rant and post things on Facebook. That's kind of what got it out of hand. And then there's the market. And in MySpace, it was just simple. It was a place where your eye could rest. And I think that's partially because, you know, if you wanted to see what somebody was up to, you would have to go to their page. That was it. Now you are on this person's page. Your eye rests here. Then you click on their pictures, you know, now, with Facebook, you're just immersed with all of it, all at once, and there's no room for your eye to rest. Yeah. And, um, we could, I love shit-talking Facebook. Yeah, I'm it fine gets, with this. <laughs> yeah, Facebook gets taken over by boomers. It has the appeal to adults that, and I mean, there is legitimacy, and I will give credit to this. It, I think it helped a lot of people reconnect in situations that they never thought they could before. I think so. Problem, I think so. Problem is, when you have leadership that literally does not give a shit, mm-hmm. and you for years allow massive spread of misinformation and boomer culture to take over a website, like, the funniest thing about Facebook... profit off of it. Yeah. The, the funniest thing about my Facebook is how many terribly pixelated memes are spread around... Like, you know, that one aunt or uncle's page that you don't like seeing. Yeah. Like, how many times do you see the same really goofy boomer humor spread everywhere? Like, that's most of Facebook is boomer humor. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know how it got taken over by the boomer generation, but it did. I was going to say, like, no matter what anyone says, no matter, like, the kids were like, oh, it's about college, like, it's for college students. And no matter what anyone says, everybody enjoys that little dopamine rush of being social. Right. And also, that's that's what was nice about MySpace, too, is that there weren't any parents on MySpace. That's true. It wasn't going to be taken over by the other generation. It was four teenagers. 
And it was a great way to meet people. I mean, we all know that one person who was like, oh, I met my boyfriend because I found his picture on MySpace and I thought he was really cute. I would love to hear some stories from people who are still together who met on MySpace. But yeah, I would love to hear some stories from people about their, their romance on, on MySpace. Yeah, also add us on Space Hey. Yeah, everybody, get a Space Hey. Get a Space Hey. Please follow me on Space Hey. My name again is Tommy MySpace, all one word. I distinctly remember getting upset by certain things on MySpace. Like, I remember when Joe was dating somebody else and he was posting pictures because his girlfriend at the time, like, planned a surprise birthday party for him. And he was like, I'm so glad that all of my closest friends could be there. And then I was just like, what about me? Why wasn't I invited? And now it's, like, so silly. But at the time, you're like, oh, my God, this person doesn't think of me the same way. Or there was the hero section, and lots of people would just put their friends in the hero section. And then if you're not in it, you're like, well, what about me? (laughs) All these, like, sweet little, like, high school moments. But yet somehow, because social media back then wasn't, what it is now, it felt still controllable in some way. Like, it still felt like our high school experiences were still rudimented in just seeing each other in person and having this, like, clunky social media site. We couldn't polish our faces. We couldn't add filters. And if they were, they were just like, this is the photo in black and white. This is the photo as a cartoon. Do you remember when we called things the MySpace angles? Yes, you had the, the big clunky angles. camera. And yep. you would like angle yourself like a banana. Yeah. So you could get your face and torso and whatever hot topic shirt you were wearing. And you either looked serious and emo or you did the kissy face, which nobody does anymore. No. Probably for good reason. And there was a lot of like um there's a lot of appropriating of gain signs yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. If you took a MySpace picture, you probably, like, flipped the peace sign over and, like, thought you were a gangster. Mm-hmm. Um, should... That was certainly its own crowd. Yes. Should we answer a MySpace survey? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So, on MySpace, you could post a bulletin... Which was sort of where you could share everything. But what was so nice about it was that it was in a little corner of your homepage. It didn't, it wasn't your entire feed like Facebook is. And you would copy and paste what somebody else wrote in their survey. And you'd answer the questions and post the bulletin yourself. I did these all the time. I loved these. And this is where I threw most of my relationship shade at whoever I was mad at. Fair. <laughs> so I found a huge one online. It was over like 160 questions. I have compiled them for us today so you can all hear what the best and worst questions were of those times. These were the ones that I like remember the most. So, and it's still pretty long. Okay. Tom. Yes. What was your last beverage? 
seltzer water, a specifically AHA Target brand blueberry pomegranate seltzer water. Nice. I'm drinking tea. I think I should have been more um, MySpace accurate and gotten a Monster this morning, but... Or a Jones soda, or like a... I would have gotten a, a marble soda from H Mart. Or, or, or a Surge. Would Surge also work? A Surge or Nas, N-A-S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last phone call. Uh, my dad. My mom. Yay. What is the last song that you listened to? Humming by Turnover. Okay, I think mine was Let's Get Lost by Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, yours but might be a little... Mine might be a little more what? I'm sorry. I was going to say, yours might be a little more MySpace appropriate. I was going to say, back then, I would have listened to a song and then been like, oh, um, I just listened to Rough Landing Holly by Yellow Card. <laughs> Last time you cried. Yesterday. Easy. Me too. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Have you dated someone twice? No. I have I have never actually uh no. Okay. My answer is yes. Yes I have. Um mm. mostly because I've just <laughs> stuck with the same three people. Um have you ever been cheated on? I feel like I wanted to say no, but I'm like, it's a possibility. Same. It's a it's a possibility. Same. That first one was a wily one. I have no idea. It's also my first one too. Oh, word. Yeah. <laughs> High school relationships. Or, the, or, or honestly, if Fair. they did, that's you know what? It's all good now. I don't care. Yeah. Kiss someone and regretted it. Mm-hmm. Oh, me? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it. Uh no, 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 I'm pretty, no. I want to say yes because of trauma, but also, um, at the same time, no. Because it's just life experiences, you know? Yeah. What are your three favorite colors? Um, is black a color? Yeah, definitely put black. Black, purple, and orange. Oh, nice. I would say red, lavender, and black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or gold. I don't know. Okay. Met someone who changed you in the past month? Yeah. Cool, cool. I, um, yes. Yeah, I would say so, too. Okay. I feel like the MySpace answer back then would have been, you have no idea. Or something like that. They would have been hinting at somebody that they just met, that they were like, whoa. Hmm. Do you want to change I... your name? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> back then I, I would have been like, oh, yes, I hate the name Courtney. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to change my name permanently to Tommy MySpace. <laughs> yeah, so when you said Tommy MySpace, I thought you turned the M-Y of Tommy into just the beginning of MySpace. Oh, no. So that was just Tommy Space. Nope. Relationship status. Single. Single. In a relationship. What is your zodiac sign? Pisces. 
Leo. Wait, is it the season of the Pisces? Hey, Google. Oh, no. When no. is the season of the Pisces? No. Here is some information from the web that might possibly help. The 19th of February. On the website stylus.co.uk, they say, each it's month like... brings with it a new astrological season aligned to each of the zodiac signs. Okay, we're still right in Aquarius now, We are then. on the cusp of Pisces right? season, which begins on the 19th of February and okay. runs until the 20th of March. Yay. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. Do you have a More crush you know. on someone? Hmm. I have a crush on everybody. This is another one of those questions at the time where it would have been like, oh my god. This was bait. This was bait. This was, like, that's what this was doing. Yeah, MySpace totally. MySpace was baiting people. Like, if you wanted your crush to notice that you're saying this, but you didn't want to say it, that's what you did. Yeah, or you wanted your ex to know that you liked somebody else and you were happy with someone else. You would make them salty. I loved this passive-aggressive bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Piercings and tattoos. Not yet. I have several tattoos and only two piercings. You know what's funny? Two is piercings. in high school, my answer would have also been not yet. But at least it, at least when you're like 18, you can explain not yet. I'm 30. Right. <laughs> it's like, what, what am I also, waiting for? Even not yet was such like an inciting answer because it like claimed like you're like, yeah, I'm not afraid of getting tattoos. Yeah. Which is better, lips or eyes? Eyes. I would say eyes, too. Yeah, you gotta see. Right? <laughs> look, look with your special eyes. Hugs or kisses? Hugs. Um, yeah, me too. Shorter or taller? Like, do I want to be shorter or taller? It just says shorter or taller. I, I want to be taller. I, I would... I want to be tall. I would put taller because... And then I would put, like, it's not hard to be taller than me. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I just want to be taller. That's fair. I know. Just, like, a few more inches, right? Yeah. Can you get me to at least 5'11"? Right. And so, like, for me, if I was just 5'6", five, 5'5", five, five, I'd be so happy. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Older or younger? Like me or <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, I, this is also this is a very MySpace question and it's a dangerous question because you know those fucking assholes who are definitely like I'm looking for a younger babe and it's like no get out of here fuck you we me too you go away that's right I'm gonna say older I'm gonna say older too we're we're Safer almost answer. thirty <laughs> romantic or spontaneous. I feel like that's the same thing. Romantic or spontaneous, Tom? Romantic. Um, I'm going to say spontaneous because that's what I always said, but I feel like I'm getting a little more romantic. Okay. Sensitive or loud? I don't know why those two are associated. I feel like they're the same thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to say sensitive. I'm going to say, even though I'm being loud. I know, me too. I'm going to say sensitive. Um, it, it just seems silly. It kind of, like, implies that, like, you can only be sensitive and demure or submissive, or you're loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Hookup or relationship? Relationship. Relationship. Shy or outgoing? I think I'm fairly outgoing. I think I'm more shy, but then also, like, I talk a lot. 
Um, I feel if it's quiet or I'm nervous of making an impression, I just keep talking. Okay, now we're moving on to have you ever's. Oh, no. Have you ever kissed a stranger? Yes. No, I have not. Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Yes. I have not. I also can't yet. <laughs> so that would make sense. <laughs> okay, this one is like a classic. Have you ever broken someone's heart? God damn it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when you're in high school, you're kind of like, yeah, I break hearts all the time. But as an adult who's had trauma over the guilt of feeling like I destroyed, like, I guess, yes, I've broken hearts. I've been destroyed. I get it. I'm a bad person. That's how I feel about the, like, do you regret kissing any of your exes? And it's like, hmm, that's a very loaded question for me. That's a loaded question. (laughs) So it's like broken someone's heart. Your ex would always, like, not your ex specifically. I just mean, like, in general, whoever is reading this on MySpace at 15, you'd read this. And if your ex, like, answered this question, it was always like, yeah, but I'm not proud of it. And the point is that, like, you're like, oh, I hurt somebody, but look, I'm capable of hurting somebody because I'm so attractive. <laughs> Have you ever fallen for a friend? Yes. Yeah. 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 This is when somebody who, like, as soon as they start dating somebody, they say that they are their best friend and they just move them up to one on the top eight, even if they were never there beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay, now answer truthfully. Yes. Have you ever had more than one girlfriend or boyfriend at a time? No. Also, very gender-specific. Um, also, no. Been in love with someone you couldn't be with. Bullshit. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say no because I don't think that was love. Fair, fair. Um, been a little, um, I mean, yes, but I'm also like, I, I'm the kind of person who, when I, I want something, that's the thing that I want. And I do the exact same thing with relationships, which is why I've only really had three relationships two that have actually you know mattered so (laughs) been in love with someone you couldn't be with yes because i was set on this person um this one's also so bad was your last relationship a mistake my fucking god no, it wasn't a mistake, but we made mistakes in it. And I say we, taking the guilt off of me and admitting that although I'm not perfect, it is not all my fault. Right, right. I'm growing as a person. Um, I don't know if my last relationship was a mistake when it was like entirely based on a false personality and trauma. Hmm. <laughs> Who did you last say I love you to? That's totally fair. Um, Joe, when he left this morning. That's good. Would you take any of your exes back? No. No. (laughs) That was fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, and I want to get to a few of the other ones. There's there's so many. Yay. Let's see. Okay. 
Let's see. Oh, this is a big one. Okay, now I found a good spot for us to go to. Is it cute when a boy or girl calls you baby? No. No, I always hated this in relationships. I prefer babe, but I think even babe is scarred for me now. I don't think I can, I don't think I can do pet names unless it's like... Can I tell you, I think babe is actually more nauseating than baby. Oh, then you must have gotten tired of me. <laughs> it was a little bit much. Yeah. But it's also not you. Like, I would be babysitting and I'd hear somebody be like, uh, babe. And it's like, I know that babysitting isn't like a professional thing, but I still feel like you are a person who is paying me to watch your child. Can you not refer to your partner as babe right now? I don't know. It, it's weird. Fair. Do you love MTV? Is MTV still a thing? I don't know. I think back... <laughs> Like, if this were, if we were to answer this back in the day, I would say yes. See, back in the day, I would have been like, screw MTV. I'm all about Fuse or VH1. <laughs> <laughs> Your best friend of the opposite sex likes you. What do you do? I've got the questions. <laughs> um, I would ask them if they're okay. <laughs> Courtney, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, then it's a long conversation about what's going on, uh, where we set boundaries, and what's going on. Like, that. Fair. that's that's where that goes. Fair. Um, I know that's the boring, cold, and not fun answer. That's the adult Tom that's, answer. That's the, that's the adult Tom answer. Yeah, um, I think now... I would say the same thing. I'd be like, okay, hold on a second here. Um, but as a teenager who was in love with uh, one of my male best friends at the time, this would have been a perfect opportunity for me to be like, yeah, oh my gosh, and now we're in love with each other. <laughs> my space. Um, have you ever been to a concert? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I wish I can go to more, but pandemic. Right. Did you ever wear someone else's clothes? Yeah, I'm probably wearing someone else's clothes right now. Right, exactly. Or, like, when <laughs> there was a time where, like, you dressed up as our, our friend and you put on their clothes. But also, because I'm so petite, it sort of became a fun challenge for people to put on my clothes and see what they looked like. <laughs> I've tried putting on your shoe before. Yes. You it did. did not work. It's not easy, is it? No. No. Okay, and then let's ask the last question. Should we do one more? We'll do one more. Do one more. Let's see. What's a good one? Um, the, some of them honestly are like kind of traumatic. Um, this one always came up, so I'm just going to end on this one. Have you ever okay. kissed in the rain? I guess. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sure when you're a kid, that sounds super romantic, but as an adult who has, you know, just dumb, been dumb and in college and, like, just experienced a lot of dumb shit, I'm like, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is so prime for Spider-Man 1 oh, with the God. rain kiss. And then um, the person who posted this survey, their answer, their answer actually triggered what would have been my response back then, which was... Like, yeah, it's not all cracked up as it seems to be. <laughs> fair. Very fair. And, um, yeah, so those were the kinds of questions 
that would be on a MySpace survey. And that was fun. I actually enjoyed doing that with you. That was awesome. That was fun. Um, so that is our MySpace tale. I know, I'm sure there's things we left out, but you know what? We did the, it was more about our experiences. And I did, I, I was going to talk about like Justin Timberlake owning a significant share. Fuck Justin point, Timberlake. But... Yeah, and it's like, but you know what? It's not worth it. Like, what's the point? It's because then it's no longer the yachts. Also, it's like, yo, I'm okay. someone's top friend on my on on Space Hey. Sorry, what I didn't interrupt. That's just no, it's okay. I'm someone's top friend. A word? See, that's just such yeah. a good feeling. I don't even know who she is, but I'm that's a top fine. friend. That's fine. She has a thousand friends. <laughs> I didn't even know a thousand people were on this yet. Yeah, we both like the cramps and Sisters of Mercy. That's and, cool. And yeah, so I guess we're we're going. This means we're MySpace married. Um, I think I was being a little aggressive about Justin Timberlake, but the only reason is because I think it's time that you know he gets his fair share of blast. We, we oh should, no, yeah, we should put the blast on Justin Timberlake. Yeah, especially after the documentary, he deserves it. Yeah, he's gotten away with a lot for a long time. And mm-hmm. I was talking to Julia, and we both, Hi, Julia, Julia um, we both brought up a different story where we heard Justin Timberlake defending a different celebrity who has already been um, brought forward as an abuser in Hollywood. Like, oh, she wow. heard one discussion where he was defending Woody Allen, and then I heard another Shit. interview where he was defending Marilyn Manson. So we're just oh, like, God. you know what? He's not a good guy. Yeah, but he won't protect Britney. But he won't t- He won't protect Britney. She needs all the protecting. Yeah. I'm gonna do something about that. Alright. So, I mean, this episode was just meant to be, like, a, another, like, fun casual episode and (laughs) i feel like we got pretty emotionally invested pretty quickly um tom yes do you think myspace would be as successful now as it was back then and this is a weird case where we actually sort of have that opportunity it's weird it's hard because i think i think people like us are craving it Mm-hmm. But if it were to launch as it did in 2003, it wouldn't. But if some semblance of something like that, like a music sharing social platform, like I know it's been trying to recreate, like I guess technically you can make an account on Bandcamp and you, but it's still not like, it's almost, you know what it is? It's almost like these websites are hyper specific. Like Bandcamp is specifically for sharing your music as a independent creator. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud is strictly a place to listen to music and post music. Um, there isn't really that perfect melding of social media and, and music. I mean, even Letterboxd is technically trying to do that with movies. Like, let's mm. be a social platform for, for your love of movies mm-hmm. and move, you know, and social media. But it's like, no one has figured out how to perfectly blend the right amount of both, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be and honest, I think, I think like a MySpace page would actually be where I would be sort of interested in sharing music that I write or covers that I make because it's not as like visually jarring as like Facebook or Instagram when it comes to sharing music but this is kind of nice 
So I think it could to a degree, and I think we should try and get Space Hay as big as possible. I think we should because, you know, the whole trend that is happening now is that, you know, we all just want reboots of the things that we had when we were teenagers. Then let's actually commit to it and make Space Hay happen. Fuck yes. We're yes. pro Space Hay all the way. It's so fucking funny that literally MySpace is still a thing, but we're like, no, we're on Space Hay. I know, exactly. That's exactly what makes it so millennial. Unless MySpace, <laughs> unless MySpace adapts its old layout. I ain't yeah. interested. Yeah. I think we should make Space Hay happen. It literally has all the same icons. It has like everything. Forward to a friend, add the favorites. I'm online, so the online blinker is on. Like, I love it so much. Well, that's the thing. I forgot about these aesthetic elements until I signed in while we were talking and building my site. And I'm like, whoa. Like, this hits <laughs> you in every single way. Like, this is exactly what it looked like. It feels also, good. Also, I think... What Space Hate did that I think helps a little bit is they made getting a layout a little easier. Okay. Like, they actually incorporated it into the site where you can search layouts on their page. And I'm sure you can actually make a custom one, but it's not. if you want to get started real quick, just go on there, click on layouts, you'll find a layout fairly quickly. This is so much fun. I love this. This makes me so happy. I don't know why, oh, and yeah. I didn't even expect to have that sort of reaction. Yeah, you'd have the about me, who I'd like to meet... Um, Space Nay's interests, like general, music, movies, television, books, heroes, and then you could start figuring out the HTML code to change that. Tommy MySpace is my friend. This feels right. It does. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I found, I'm going to change my layout to this one. Okay. You got to find a layout. Computer. It's called Old School Computer, and it looks like Fallout, so I'm going to, that's going to be my, it looks... Because I like the layout of mine now, but it's too many things or you can't see a lot of the links and it doesn't look good. So I'm going to change it to this. I like this. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so visible. It was like everything was like very dark gray. You know, it'd be funny is I was thinking like, can I access this mobily? But I kind of don't want to. I, I like the idea that in order to do this, I have to sit down. Yes. I have my Discord open yes. and I have my Space Hay open. It feels so good. It's all the social media you need. I don't need no Facebook. That's the thing. That's what I kind of miss about the old um, social media and I miss the old cell phones is that sometimes there's too much power in having everything like to your access at all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. So yeah. yeah. um, Tom. Yes. What has been... Your obsession. Space Hay. <laughs> Space Hay. Space Hay. It's been, there's been too much going on for me to really focus on anything in okay. particular. But when I discovered Space Hay, I just like fell in love. And that was the beautiful distraction I needed. Fair. Fair. Um, my obsessions have probably been all of those things. It's been a lot of things. So I'm on the opposite end of the coin. Um, Fair. can I say go get the vaccine? Is that allowed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, you're, yeah, please. Okay. Everyone go get the vaccine. My obsession is I got the vaccine. I am eligible for it and you should go get it too. Everybody should go get it. If you're eligible and it's safe, go get the vaccine. Yeah. It's, 
Right, and we are only currently at 1% vaccinated. And, you know, if you do want to get vaccinated, if you believe in the vaccine and you're waiting, that just means there's more time for other people to get sick. And um, you should just go get the vaccine. I'm very happy yeah. that I did it. Um, other than that, I'm obsessed with Tenet. Okay. <laughs> I didn't plan on it. I didn't think it was going to happen. But I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed that movie. Wow, I'm glad. I, you, I know you were texting me about it, so I'm pretty... I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean... I did have... Yes. Bye, bye, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? I'll say I did watch something, and I'm kind of obsessed with that. Okay. But it's only weekly, so I can't obsess about it. I have to wait to watch it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And that's WandaVision. Oh, they're only doing that once a week? Yeah. But you know, People at first do like I didn't it. care. For, mm-hmm. But I, I really like it, because I grew up watching a lot of those old sitcoms. Right. I was a big fan of Gilligan's Island. I genuinely loved... Um, I loved a lot of those shows. So, like, they don't half-ass it. They commit. Mm-hmm. But what makes it cool is that there's just subtle things are off, and the story starts to unravel with these, like, almost, like, glitches in reality. That's I thought the my point, TV right? was broken. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought my TV was broken, but it was, no, it was WandaVision. Okay. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Right. I mean, that's the thing is, um, and especially with, like, Tenet, we have sort of built up marvel and christopher nolan movies to be this thing so now that we're at this point we're kind of in the phase of fatigue so i expected not to like this movie and i thought it was just gonna be like a joke of what he's been doing but it was actually very pleasant to watch robert pattinson was delightful Nice. He's great in it. Um, John David Washington is great in it. He There are some times where he almost seems too chill about what's happening. But then sometimes he'd throw in a little bit of joke, a little bit of something here. And then I could see like his eyes brighten up. And I'm like, oh, there's the flavor that John David Washington definitely has. Is going to continue to make him a star as he continues his acting, his, uh, acting career. That's amazing. I mean... Even, like, Elizabeth Debicki is, like, trying her hardest with the female characters that Christopher Nolan writes. I think she finally has, like, a little bit more autonomy than some of the other female characters that he's written. But okay, genuinely a good movie. I think people should actually go watch it, despite all of our gripes with Christopher Nolan's approach to it. It's actually... You just see the movie, It's yeah. a good movie, and I miss those, yeah. so... Like, I think that's what... I think as I was saying it, after Endgame, I was like, I am good. I don't need any more Marvel for a while. I'm caught. I'm, it's, it's, I'm tired. Right. This was a good finale. I'm good for now. The pandemic has kind of just made everything awful <laughs> for like the last year. Yes. So there's this like, there is this refreshing feeling and going back to familiar and going like, I could just escape into this story and it's nice. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that Katherine Hahn is on it. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Everyone's in it is great. That's good. It's just fun. It's fun. It's pretty. It's just, this is what, you know, what we need. And I'm going to watch Tenet soon. You should watch. I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it, it, it made sense to me. It's like if somebody could bring something into the past, eventually it will become a problem. Yeah. Somebody will use it for bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. With that, that was our MySpace discussion. Please, again, join Space Hey. I mean, I hope they don't crash from a unreal amount of users, but... Right. I mean, oh. our thousands of followers are just going to come rushing to Space Hey and then crash the entire site because, my goodness, what did we do? Oh, we should make a Remember the Odd Space Hey page. Genius, Tom. We Genius. should. And then... They're, they they don't have the function for groups yet. Like, the link is there, but they're still working on okay. it. Okay. When we can make a group, we will make a group, or I'll make a group. Do I have new but, friends? Um, oh, it, just, it says my... Tommy MySpace. Yay! Yay. So, but with that, guys, be sure to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google. Sorry, I didn't give you time for the boom, boom, boom. That's okay. I, I feel like I do it too much. I, I think it we uh, we can give it a little break. I love it though. <laughs> um, where else could Amazon? Yes. yes. And maybe one day Space Hay. Um, I I love Space Hay already. Uh, you know what's funny is theoretically I could actually go to MySpace, make us an account, and upload all of our podcasts to MySpace, but I'm not going to. Can it even contain that much audio footage? Yeah. Oh, MySpace cool. was uh, weirdly enough made for that, but like, unless listen, unless MySpace brings back its old face, like its old, like profile look, I ain't, I ain't doing it. Fair. But then, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and then follow us on the Instagram at Remember the Zero Zero S Podcast. That's yep, right, yep, yep. and you can just literally type us in the Google, and we'll be on the first page, probably the first result, because. We did really good SEO. Yeah, Tom's good at that. And with that, everybody, have a good day. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye, guys. Get vaccinated. Be good. Black dress with the tights underneath. I got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth. And she's an actress, actress. but she ain't got no need. She's got money from her parents in a trust fund back east. Tongues. Always pressed to your cheeks While my tongue is on the inside of some other girl's teeth You tell your boyfriend If he says he's got beef That I'm a vegetarian And I ain't fucking scared of him